Welcome in to another edition of the Cabin Tech Podcast, episode four seventy two. Mitch on the other side of the Zoom. Charlie here with you. Producer Lel in the other room after a fresh walk and a beautiful Milwaukee night. Hope everybody's doing well. Uh, we're going to talk about Jordan Love's entry to the overanalyzed Hall of Fame or the All Stars, however you want to call it. We're going to talk also about if pressure on Christian Watson is a little bit less because of Romeo Dobbs. What to find success for the Brewers this week facing off against the Dodgers. And maybe a little rapid fire, get Mitch's take on this whole Giannis drama that popped up yesterday. You guys heard from me on Taylor Tap, so we'll do all of that. Uh, but, Mitchie, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? Oh, great. You know, it's uh, more important how you are. Um, yeah, you know, it's a birthday. Uh, birthday, back-to-back birthday pods, you know, two pods in a day, really, um, just grinding. Some people would call me a hero, some, some wouldn't. Um, it's, uh, it's been good, man. Um, I, I don't think I took my birthday off last year, um, because of my wedding, right. It was like, it was on the precipice and I was having like multiple days off, um, for my wedding. I think I took, if I remember right, I think I took that Thursday and Friday off. And then I also took the Monday off. So I was like taking an extended period of time during my wedding week. And so I didn't take my birthday off specifically because Cole's didn't give me a ton of time. And this year I wasn't going to take it off either. Cause you and I are going up to our good tapping keg, uh, a conciliary Murph. Uh, we're going to his wedding on on Friday. And then my bosses were like, yeah, take it off. Like it's your birthday. Um, don't feel like you have to work. And I was like, okay, cool. And I'm really glad it did. <laughs> and it's going to be yeah. hard. It's going to be hard not to take it off again. It's I recommend it. If people have the opportunity, man, it's just, yeah. You can do something with it. Like I ended up going golfing with my dad and ended up having lunch after. Like I actually add a little bit of element to it where it's not just you're sitting at home, you know, playing with your pud and just like, oh, it's a random Sunday. Like actually make something of it, then it then it makes it kind of worth it. Yeah. I, I know for, for my day job, when we went to to Boston a couple of weeks ago, I already took Thursday and Friday off. Now it turns out I didn't need Thursday off, but uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, they also, they also threw me that Tuesday before that, just because like uh, they do that. If people are getting burnt out or you kind of, you go to the, uh, you go to the boss and he'll and you just kind of let them know like, Hey, if you can get me a day some point soon here, uh, mm-hmm. starting to get, starting to get sick of this shit, basically yeah. they'll do that. So um, just to kind of, keep you fresh but what i was going to say is like that's cool and all but then it's like you, you maybe want that more often once you once you get a couple of those once you taste it right exactly it's like i was thinking about that um as i was walking lil i was like man all right i got three days this week like that's great right like you know it's like the the kind of the uh meme that you have with the start of the lyrics for dreams and nightmares i prayed for days like this like yeah. this is great but then next week I go back to a five a full fucking week. Um yeah. and I'm yeah. sure I'm sure I will not feel uh great on Monday. Um probably well, yeah, I mean, a couple days couple days back off, to homeostasis for sure. Yeah, and you're coming off like I mean, Sunday's gonna be you know, it's a four and a half hour drive. I mean, that's yeah. gonna be a full a full day of travel basically when it's all said and done. Right. My my body's gonna be coursing with caffeine. I, I might have to buy some Excedrin just so if I am really I'm hungover, I'm just going to just power through it. I've driven hungover before. 
I know what to do. I know what not to do. Um, I've, I've got maybe a lesser version of that heading home from Eau Claire. Um, really, it all comes down to as simple as this is just don't get something that'll make you feel like absolute tired on the road. Like don't get Taco Bell as your road meal because you get that like you're just ready to go to bed. And I did that once and it was probably the worst and drive of my like life. And but part of that was my fault because I stayed up um, to like 6 a.m. Um, the night prior um, hanging out shall we say? And, uh, yeah. And I should have just, I literally could have told my parents like, Hey, and I had, I had class till like three 30. I easily could have told my parents like, Hey, I'm going to sleep tonight. I don't feel that great. I stayed up way too late last night. I'll be home first thing Saturday morning, but because I'm a fucking dumbass, I didn't do that because you know, you're just not smart at 22. You just do not think about those things where, or you think your parents just care more than they actually do. Not that they weren't sat, weren't like, not like, they like, yeah, stay away. But at the same time, they would understand that you didn't want to just careen off the road. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Remember those days staying up till four, five, six in the morning all the time and just bouncing back like, like nothing, <laughs> you know? Man. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. No, man. I, yeah, I had a class. I like, a, a, like my Friday that semester, I had a full, like the Friday class was a newsroom class basically. So it's like, we were producing, yeah. we were producing the news. So like you were in there at nine 30 and like, you would be there from nine 30 to three 30 basically. Like, well, I didn't get paid for that. Looking back, probably, probably should have, but oh, I got yeah. paid in credits, but. Well, know. that's a, that's a whole nother podcast. Oh, totally. I mean, yeah, you're the amount of labor there, but yeah, so whatever. Uh, it is what it is, but you should move on to talk about Jordan Love. Um, but I appreciate the well wishes from everybody. And uh, yeah, like I said, your job, if you want to give me a gift, is you rating a review or you share out the pod, you tell somebody to follow along, you follow on another social media platform. Those are all good birthday gifts. We will, we will take all of those. Um, but we'll start with Jordan Love. And Jordan loves a guy who I think everybody has an opinion on. I don't think anyone doesn't have some sort of thought on Jordan Love, whether you think yeah. the guy's going to be good, whether you think the guy isn't going to be a NFL starter. I heard that take from a local radio guy today where he's like, I don't see plays that, you know, make Jordan Love an NFL starter. And that baseline isn't that hard to clear. And I'm like, well, I mean, there's only 32 of them and a lot of them get recycled, but that's here nor there. Like it, it is, it is kind of a hard line to clear, but like it, it's like that shit where it's like people who are like, yeah, we saw like, don't, don't pay attention to the box score. The tapes looks really good. And it feels like Jordan love is just another example of this. And there have been so many in Wisconsin sports. I think it's in every, you know, fandom, they have these people, but Jordan love is a guy who is just under such a microscope. And I almost think it's unfair a little bit. Yeah, I mean, to have such high, like, expectations for somebody who is not going to be your starting quarterback probably anytime soon. Right, yeah. Is a, that's, is yeah. a little bit unfair. I mean, it's, it's you know, if if Rodgers was on the decline, uh, and maybe he was a couple of years ago when, when they drafted Love, mm-hmm. but clearly back-to-back MVPs have, whether he would admit it or not, have motivated Rodgers to, to perform uh, mm-hmm. up to his – MVP level and 
yeah, I think it's a little unfair, but I also think it kind of comes with the territory. I mean, being, being the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, or I guess at this point, the heir apparent and, you know, coming off, you know, 30 years of, of high level quarterback play, you know, there's going to be a microscope and maybe being the quarterback of a very public team like the Packers. I mean, you have, you have people all over the world that watch these, this team and um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's like anyone that plays for the Yankees or, you yes. know, I mean, it, it's, it's just, you know, or some big market team. I mean, basically the Packers, they are in a small, the smallest market in professional sports, but I mean, they're very much, yeah. you know, under, un, that, everyone's yeah. under a microscope. Right. You're right. And that's a really good point. Like you look at like the next Yankees, big prospect, Anthony Volpe, right. He's a shortstop. Like he's going to get compared to Jeter and it's totally unfair to, to yeah. get him compared to Jeter. That is absolutely unfair to that player. But he's gonna get it, and, I, and it sucks. And I laugh because it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it does, and because it, and I laugh. This is the time of year where I listen to sports radio, and it's preseason Packers, and you know, people kind of don't don't take a step back and think like, look, our biggest issues are who are who are our backup offensive linemen, and you know, who's our backup quarterback? How how does he look? And like your your one of your safeties or something yeah safety like, depth, yeah, yeah there are there are 30 other i mean maybe not 30 but 20 other teams out there that are, that have you know real issues i mean that don't have uh a, a perennial mvp quarterback um i mean what do you think you're talking about in minnesota i mean yeah. i think a lot of their success comes down to what Kirk cousins does with the, with the new coach yeah and and, and i mean like they, well, they have sac- legitimate drama yeah, and will their secondary and how does their new defensive coordinator look and how does the scheme differ from Mike Zimmer? And what's interesting is for how many people hated Mike Zimmer, and I agree, Mike Zimmer was a prick. Like people, mm-hmm. Rodgers has mentioned how hard it was to play against Zimmer. And I guarantee you that there's not going to, he's not going to feel that way because it's Mike Patton. It's, yeah. uh, you know, or is it Ed, is that Dontel, the really old uh Packers coach is he the D coordinator and Patton's the backup I think that's right which is crazy yeah yes Donatel very famously the fourth and 26 at Donatel um and then Mike Patton and Mike Smith are there so it's like it's like you look at that and you and yeah you're right there are bigger problems the Chicago Bears are like what's our identity right is Justin Fields a guy or do we really need to seriously consider drafting somebody next year and that's a that could be a legitimate conversation in chicago by week three week four and then detroit it's like all right it's cool that we're in hard knocks cool that we puff our chest out and we act like we're fucking hardos but like you actually have to win games like it's not just you know win wins and losses aren't just on motivational posters right like you gotta win some fucking games and, you know, the machismo shit will get really tired if you have four wins in the middle of November. So you're absolutely right. There is way more to deal with. But, yeah, it's just another entry in guys who get overanalyzed. And, look, even though it's not been a thing because they haven't really played much, like Lazard is going to get under that microscope early on this season. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about Dobbs and Watson a little bit later, but they will definitely find that microscope for them the Packer defense might find themselves under that microscope. If let's say they kick ass against Minnesota and Chicago, but they kind of look like shit against Tampa Bay. Like that'd be be like, Oh, they're frauds. Right. 
Like that's, and then it's like, we are, I think the microscope comes out so fucking quick for Packer fans. And part of that is to your point earlier about how big they are and how important they are is like, everybody's ready. They, it needs to be the best thing ever. And if it's not half the world and we just don't, we don't want to, we don't want to hear from it. Well, fans, we, we want to, we want to have, and we want to figure out how to get the perfect team. So it's really hard to, um, you know, sort of just let things play out and it's let, uh, hard to, hard to, do, you know, like all of our teams, you know, any sports fan, you, you want to, you don't want to have any holes. You don't want to have any, any spots on your roster that's, that are weak, you know, but mm-hmm. I guess in the reality, in reality, you can't have, you can't have an all pro player at all positions. I mean, you just, no. you just have to hope that some of these guys when called upon step step up once in a while and, and, have a great game. And, and that could be, that could be Jordan love. I mean, really, but like, you know, I know that like you read the box score from Friday night in San Francisco for Jordan love. And I mean, it might not look the greatest. Um, right. but I think there were moments, you know, I, I totally. mean, I think he had a, he had a rough first drive, but um, you know, after that and, and two, you know, I think two of the picks were not necessarily, you know, awful, uh, yeah, and Winfrey, and Winfrey saved, Winfrey saved another one. But yeah, no, he he was okay. Like I said, he, he was a B minus guy yet, you know, on Friday. But you're right, it's like, and, and I think like he's, you know, he, he kind of looked the part to some extent. Yeah. I know that uh, Matt Lafleur said whether it was today or or after the game on Friday, you know, <laughs> he said something like, "Well, he looked, you know, he he did a good job getting in and out of the huddle and stuff like that." Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, well. Hopefully we're past that point, but um, right. I mean, you know, I, I guess like that—that's that's a significant part of being a quarterback is what's what's your command level, like what's your leadership level, mm-hmm. and I think that like if you if you can get some of that, like because there there very well may be a time this season where he has to be he has to be the quarterback, right? And yeah, um, you never know. I mean, you just and, never know, and and that's it's... the thing. Like he's only he's only played like in what three or four games in his in his pro life yeah he I mean, played it he played in the uh detroit he started the detroit game he also or no i didn't start in that roger he played most of no. that game majority of that the game, kansas, city, kansas, kansas city, city kansas was city was all his and we uh i think we, a lot of us assumed he would be the starter for that seattle game and then rogers cleared covid and everything else and he played that game and mm-hmm. and so it was fine but i think love would have been fine in seattle like I, I think I've said that I said that last year, but like if Love was the quarterback for that game, I still think the Packers win. Their defense was incredible that game, first and foremost. But secondly, I think like being at home and being in Lambeau, like it's just different. Like even though like a preseason game again, it's I'll be very curious to see how much he how better he looks with the Lambeau f- crowd behind him, just the comfort level of like understanding those sidelines, understanding you know where I need to throw this ball and like. You, you know things a little bit differently at your home park. So I'll be curious to see if Jordan loves a little bit better this week against the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, that that's a factor, you know, I, yeah. He, well, that was my, I mean, even including preseason, he's only played in like no, four yeah. games. I mean, four or five. Oh, right. Because so like, COVID, COVID, COVID have, preseason. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's been, you know, he's had a, relatively rocky start to his career i mean of course he's had the same coaching staff which is always going to help but 
you know, at first year you come in, you basically have no preseason games, which is huge for him. And I mean, you, you could make a really good argument that Jordan Love should take every snap of these games in the yeah. preseason. That yeah. There's no reason to have some other bums come in in the second half. Um, now, I guess the argument against would be, well, you know, then he's throwing the ball to people that he's never going to, you know, never going to throw the ball to right. uh, by that point. And, you know, you might get him killed out there with fourth string offensive linemen. But, but it might be the it might be the reason why you keep Aaron Rodgers on the sidelines and you just trust that Aaron Rodgers will do what he needs to do because he's Aaron Rodgers. You know, maybe yeah. Alan Lazard's out there. Maybe I doubt you'd see Tunyon or anything, but maybe like A.J. Dillon also plays. And so you have some of the younger guys who are starting, you know, get out there for a preseason game just to get the get sort of the blood pumping, feel good, understand your assignments here and there. But it, maybe it's all with Jordan Love and now with Aaron Rodgers. I know Lafleur said these joint practices with the Saints, which I think are tomorrow and uh, Wednesday. Maybe it's the th- it might be Wednesday Thursday. But regardless, they're like. Yeah, we're gonna. These are going to determine if we're going to play Rodgers in the preseason, which might be just his way of being like, "Oh yeah, I saw enough," and then it's an easy out for him to just be like, "Yeah, we're not going to play him in the preseason." That's probably it, honestly. Yeah, I I, I don't know what that what the plan is with him. Yeah. I, I mean, the Packers were like one of the only teams to have basically nobody play. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was what twenty three guys or twenty six guys were inactive on on Friday and it yep. was basically all your starters on both sides of the ball. Um, and you know, even the, even the chiefs threw Patrick Mahomes out there on that shitty turf. Yeah. For, that's uh, crazy. Yeah. I, a couple, couple drives. I'd be curious to hear what a Kansas city podcast thought about that. Like, it's like, shit, that's Andy Reid. Andy Reid's done that for his entire career. And I think he's a little more old school in that sense, but yeah, we'll yeah. see. I mean, the only way love can probably break, this overanalyzed thing is, you know, you just go out there and you'd be great. Like if he gets another chance to start for Aaron Rodgers, he goes out there and he's like 253 touchdowns. Like everybody's going to be ready to anoint him as the next one. And how do you yeah. can keep Jordan love? And like, it's the same with other guys who've been in this, this spot before in other sports, like Chris Middleton's a great example of this, right? Like Chris Middleton got overanalyzed. Everybody wanted Chris Middleton to be this player that he kind of was, but he just wouldn't do it in these loud ways. And he wasn't a sexy player. So people didn't recognize what Chris Middleton meant to Milwaukee. And then he has this awesome couple awesome finals moments has some awesome playoff moments, helps the Bucks win a championship. You know, I wouldn't say at the same level as Giannis, but it's right fucking there. And I don't think the slander of Chris Middleton is, is going to be there ever again. And then they probably win again if Middleton's there this year, but he gets hurt. So I feel like Chris Middleton has graduated from the overanalyzed All-Stars. Yeah, I mean, winning a championship certainly helps that. And you're right. Um, He was a big part of it. And, you know, because, look, Giannis missed, what, the last two and a half games of that Atlanta series? Yep. And I believe it was. And, you know, they really didn't miss a beat somehow. And, no. uh, you know, you can thank Middleton a lot for that. Uh, people forget Jeff Teague had a, had a huge game yeah. six in Atlanta. Yeah, Jeff Teague. Um, Brooke, Lopez I mean, also had, Brooke Lopez also had a major game in that game, game five. He was incredible in that game. He was unstoppable. Yeah, um, yeah that, was, that was in Milwaukee. I remember that one. Yeah, that, yeah. that was, you know, I mean, everybody kind of stepped up. Right. Um, so 
well, to help, but yes, winning a championship, I think, yes, if, if Jordan Love, and, and I don't know, I feel like most most people want Jordan Love to succeed. Yeah, you know I, I, whether I, it's whether it's for their whether it's for trade value, uh, probably trade value. Mm-hmm. Um, because well, you know, and this is why the microscope's there. It's like what what are we going to do with this guy? Like oh, yeah. you're not you're you're not going to have a twenty million dollar backup quarterback. I don't think. No, and I think that would be that would be what two years from now. Yeah, so I mean. There's going to be I, – I just wonder, you know, the Packers obviously have to pay Aaron Rodgers, and I know that if he retires, they still would have to pay him. Um, and Rodgers has talked more about retirement and things like that. And I do wonder if they win a Super Bowl, whether it's this year or the year after, does Rodgers just say I'm out? Does Rodgers just, like, call it, does the John L.A., retires on top, Peyton Manning – like and he's like I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to go back to back here I'm just done with one I don't know yeah. I know he says he doesn't want to play like Tom Brady till he's 45, um and I believe him and he told part of my take I think last week he's like I have three or four years left in me, um, but who knows right you win a championship and it's you're 15 and two or something this year I mean I know that's pie in the sky. But it's like maybe he does retire and then works with the Packers on how to figure out his contract so that it's not this poison pill for the organization. Yeah, that's possible. And, you know, talking about Jordan Love, it's like I recently watched a YouTube video about Aaron Rodgers when he was, you know, his sort of saga with, with the Brett yeah. Favre thing going on. And, you know, Rodgers wasn't exactly perfect. The first no, he was, overanal- he, he, was overanal- um, he was overanalyzed too. I mean, they drafted Brian Brom. And some people thought Brian Brown was going to replace Aaron Rodgers. And, yeah. you know, he, he had – and Love will have that microscope if he's going to be the starter. And he and then the other thing, too, is, like, he doesn't have to win a championship right away for everyone to be like, yeah, this guy is going to be great. Like, if he has a great season and he goes to the playoffs and he matures and he takes step forward, steps forward, people will be okay with that. It's similar to, you know, I was going to mention Yelich where it's like, Yelich is right now under the microscope for Brewer fans. And Yelich had another is in another slump. He was terrible in that Cardinal series. And if Christian Yelich would just have like one month of being the fucking man and playing a critical role to getting the Brewers in the playoffs and it's more extra base hits and it's more home runs, the narrative on Yelich, the microscope would get a little bit smaller where it's like that guy still is there. But everybody's convinced that it's not there anymore. And the and that's why the overanalyze is there because of the money. So yeah. Love doesn't even have to win a title. He just would have to look the part. And he'd have to look like he was in the next up in the lineage of Favre Rogers now and then Love. Yeah. And that regardless, that's gonna take gonna take some time because again, Rogers hundred oh, percent first couple preseasons for him weren't pretty. No. I think the first couple games that he found himself thrust into, whether Favre got hurt or you know. Uh, yeah. And then obviously when, when he was, when he was the, the, the full-time starter, they went six and 10, but um, you know, he looked pretty good by then. It just was, you know, the defense was shit. And um, I mean, obviously he wasn't as consistent, I, but then, I, you know, immediately he, he, he sort of, you know, took the next step. I'd love to do a time machine. So Rogers had that game against the Cowboys. Um, it was yeah. a Thursday night game. He plays yeah. in that one. 
One and, of the first uh, NFL Network, one of, one of the first NFL yeah, Network broadcasts, right. I think. Yes, you're right. And I remember we ended up having NFL Network in the dorms, um, shockingly. So we were able to watch it because a lot of people weren't able to watch it. And I think the Amazon Prime thing is going to be a huge issue for the NFL this year. Um, and I think you and I are fine, but our oh, yeah. our dads are going to be like, what the fuck? How do I get the Prime? Why do I do this? Like, it's going to be it's going to be an issue. I know, like, their local teams will have a local broadcast. So, like, when the Packers play the Titans on Prime, I think it's going to be on, like, NBC or Fox or something like that. I don't think they're shutting out local teams, but that's only one game, you know? You want to yeah. watch their football. It's going to be um, – I think, yeah, I'm going to have to probably get my dad hooked up on that. I'll probably have to log it yeah. on Prime. Yeah. See if I can yeah. – on it for him. See if I can get that – uh Get that going. <laughs> you have you only That'd you only fun. you you have, you only have you have till the fifteenth. No, I do it. My parents have this awful smart TV. It's like it's not really a smart TV. It's like an old ass smart TV. And my mom wanted to find Peacock, and Peacock doesn't exist on that TV. And I'm like, I'm like you. You need to get like a Roku or a Fire Stick yeah. or something, so yep. like you can get more of these. But then my dad's like, Are you telling me I'd have to spend more money? I'm like, Yeah. He's like, Well, I'm not interested. Yep. And I was like, okay. I'm like, hey, man, yeah, but you, can, you can get a fire stick for like 30 bucks. I know. That's I mean, what I was telling it. Like, same with Roku. Like, you could get you get a Roku for like, that's, and like, the, you know, the place we're buying the house, they have a TV for sale. And I'm like, well, we'll take it if it's a smart TV. If it's not, I don't know if we want it. But at the same point that I was thinking about it, I'm like, well, I could just fucking hook a Roku up to it and it's fine. Like, it's, it's a 56 inch Samsung. Like, why why not why turn that down i have to pay for it but it's not i definitely got it at value so i don't know it's you know hmm. so tvs are a funny game let me tell you but we're not here talking oh, yeah. about tvs um so we'll see what happens with love against the saints on friday um you and i both will not be watching um, unless i don't know you know maybe the murphy wedding we'll have like a big screen we'll get one preseason packers we'll get rough and rowdy for barstool gets that going like i think that sounds like great rehearsal rehearsal dinner entertainment in my opinion well uh if there's one thing you know about the murphys it's it's packer football that is so, true that is true i might have to ask fred like what's the game plan here for the preseason game are you you know are you gonna project it are we gonna you know you know have this up up and running um but yeah it's uh we'll see <laughs> we'll see what happens uh speaking of the Packers. Uh, Christian Watson, I know we've talked a lot about the Packers already, but moving to Christian Watson. Christian Watson's back. Um, he got off the pup on Sunday along with uh, Robert Tunyon and Elton Jenkins. But Watson kind of already starts is starting to look the part. And Rodgers has went to Watson a couple times, I guess, uh, in yesterday's practices. And so it really seems like Christian Watson is likely going to get ramped up to play week one. I feel the best about him versus the two guys coming off ACL tears. I don't think you'll see Watson in this preseason game. I would imagine maybe next one it's possible. But I, I guess I ask you, Mitch, with the success of Romeo Dobbs, which continued in pre in the preseason game one, catching that touchdown, do you think that there is going to be less pressure on Watson, or do you do you still think the, pro, the, the pressure is going to remain the same, given where he was selected in the draft? Hmm. Uh, well, yes. I mean, it, I don't know if it's going to remain the same. I think that if Romeo Dobbs uh, is 
you know, it's looking pretty good right now. I'll say that. Um, and I think if you're getting, you know, significant contributions from either one of those guys, at least to start, I think that takes a lot of pressure off Watson mm-hmm. because you got to remember that even in the NFL, you know, maybe, you know, guys are still kind of drafted on potential. You know, a third round pick oftentimes might be a little bit more of a, of a finished product, if you will, than a, than a, a high second or a, or a first round pick. Not always, but, you know, I feel like wide receivers and those types of skill positions, um, probably wide receiver more than any, I guess quarterbacks too can be. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you wide know. receivers, running backs, I think you would put in that conversation. Well, running backs, I feel like running backs uh, more often than not are, are ready to go day one in the NFL. I mean, if you're going to take a first-round pick on a running back, like a Jonathan Taylor, I think Melvin Gordon was a first-round pick. Uh, Zeke yeah. Elliott, those guys, I feel like they're coming in They're coming in day one and probably ready to go, you know. But, like, I feel like if you're, if you're a receiver, first-round receiver coming into – a situation like a Green Bay or Tampa with Brady or some veteran quarterback, it's going to take some time to build the chemistry with those guys and sort of get things up to their level of expectation. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I think with Dobbs, it's looking, looking pretty good. And I think if he's, if he is, you know, obviously had a nice touchdown reception in the first preseason game, if he's able to, you know, kind of step right in, and which I think he's probably gonna, I do think that will take some, some of the pressure, some of the microscope off of Christian Watson and will give you an opportunity to bring him along slowly. And I kind of think that's been my stance on Watson kind of the whole time, especially with him missing some, you know, the majority of camp so far, um, you know, it's going to take, it might not, not be till the second half of the season or, or later than that. Yeah. And, so, I, and, I, and I also like the draft, the draft isn't decided year one right like everybody started mm-hmm. sucking george pickens dick after he had an awesome first preseason game. looked great it's like oh my god why did the packers pass up on george pickens and it's like okay like it's one game first of all second of all it's a guy who had injury history at georgia who's extremely talented don't get me wrong but like there are potential problems here so like can we maybe like wait Two, two years like that's I understand that's not how we do it in the media that's not how people do it anymore but it's like yeah. you're right where it's like Watson yeah the pressure probably will not be there from Packer fans if Dobbs is excelling if, if Lazard's going off and if but if they are struggling and then Watson's struggling it's gonna be like oh my god like it's gonna be freak out city like we talked about in the beginning of the show about the microscope and yeah, I think I think Watson does get a little bit of a buffer, and I think that he can kind of slow build it up to your point. And also, like they have a big receiver room. Like I think that it's kind of funny where everyone's like, "Oh, Devontae Adams is gone. What are they gonna do?" And it's like they have like legitimately seven receivers if they want. Like they have you know the two rookies. They have Lazard. They have Randall Cobb. They have Amari Rogers who looks more like the college version of himself than, you know, last year's version. Looks great. Like, I was very impressed with Mario Rogers in the game. I think Juwan Winfrey, like, has potential. Might be a little bit of a dumbass, but I, I think he's a good player. And so it's like, all right, like, to your point about not necessarily needing much of Kristen Watson, 
and it and it's okay. Like we don't need this guy to be Superman because we have all this other stuff. It's like we have all this other you know tools. We if Watson show flashes a couple times, great. And hopefully by week eleven, week twelve, he's more of a consistent and he's there what you need. But to your point, man, it's like it's not necessarily needed year one. It's kind of a little similar. It's, it's different because it's a skill position, but it's kind of similar to Rashawn Gary, right? Like Rashawn Gary year one, we didn't really need much yeah. from Rashawn Gary, but he had kind of a luxury, right? Exactly. And I don't know if I'd call Watson a luxury at this point no. because we still need him to be something, but it's it's not it's not like you need him day one out the out the box. And I feel like Pittsburgh, you know, with Pickens kind of needs that given their quarterback situation too. Yeah. Well, they have, <laughs> yeah, well, they might be okay in the long run, but I don't know. It's not, I mean, be... they're Pittsburgh. They always figure it out, right? They're just kind of yeah. one of those teams, but yeah, I mean, you look at that depth chart and wide receiver wise, I guess they don't necessarily need George Pickens to be great. Cause they have uh, Deontay Johnson and, and Chase Claypool. So, but, but it falls off after George Pickens, like it's Calvin Austin, Miles Boykin, Anthony Miller, um, Gunnar Olszewski, like that's, yeah, that's pretty brutal after that three, that's a pretty significant drop off. So yeah, they need Pickens more than I would say right now, the Packers need Watson, but it's thoroughly, you don't know, maybe by week 10, the Packers do need Watson because Lazard's down for two, two weeks with a knee injury or something like that. Like. That's definitely part of it as well. So yeah, and, and like Cobb probably isn't going to stay healthy very much. No, um, I mean that's an annual, I know that that's an annual thing, right? The the beginning at this time last year, it was like, well, I'd be surprised if Cobb even has one single touchdown. I think he had a he had like the one big game, right? And that was that was pretty much it. Uh, let um, me let me pull up stats and research here. Um, he, but, I think he had, I think he had two or three touchdowns in a game. I think and. I don't know how much he did, but he's, you know, he can't be necessarily trusted, but he's a slot guy. And I think Amari Rogers is kind of more his backup than, than the other guys. So I don't know if it's apples to apples, but um, yeah, I mean, right. Watson's not really a luxury, but I think assuming you get, you know, some immediate contributions from Dobbs, it, it, it'll, it'll, it'll help Watson along, I think. And um, you know, a couple of young guys, learning from each other can never hurt. And, you know, yeah. sometimes, sometimes it's, it's okay to, to learn um, from the sideline or, or whatever, you know, in the early going. And yeah. we didn't even talk about, we even, we even mentioned Sammy Watkins. Right. Um, oh yeah. I forgot Sammy Watkins. I knew, I, I thought I was forgetting somebody, but yeah, Sammy Watkins too. And I, I don't think he's going to get caught. I know I saw some people wondering if Sammy Watkins was going to get caught. I'd be really surprised. I think like if you're, if you're not out there for preseason game one, you're probably safe. Like, I felt like that was like an ode of like, yeah, those are guys. Like, I would be really surprised if Sammy Watkins was part of that, like part of the cuts, you know, come, come like early September. Yeah. Uh, fantasy football show I'm watching right now is Kyle Pitts is the third best tight end. Wow. Yeah. Uh, with that, with that quarterback situation. I yeah. I don't know. That. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, that that to me is like the number one Jordan Love team is Atlanta. But it's like the do the Packers yeah. really want to trade inside the NFC? And I but I did this well, exercise. Did I do this exercise with you or did I do this on a daily tap? I think I did it on a daily tap where I basically like realized that 
there is no team in the AFC that actually needs a quarterback right now. The only one would be Miami if Tua is a mess. Tua, Tua is a disaster this year. Miami would be the only one that really needs a quarterback. Yeah. It's crazy. It's or, or, or Indy long-term. Yeah, um, I guess. But, like, I, I've, I mean, how many more quarterbacks can they go through, right? Like, they've just carouseled quarterbacks for the last, like, four years. It's something yeah, I, well, I guess – I guess Indy could fire Frank Wright and be like, all right, we're going to like start this from the bottom. But if you're going to start from the bottom, like why wouldn't you get like a quarterback fresh out of college? Why don't you get, I don't think CJ Stroud would be available to them, but like, I'm just, I'm just, well, Levis maybe Kentucky. Um, maybe Indy's, that's the guy you get. Indy's doing the, the Denver thing where they totally. they are getting, you know, they're, they're not drafting a quarterback in the first round. They're trying to, trying to strike oil with, like a third or fourth round pick and then having a, a stopgap, you know, like Teddy Bridgewater or somebody like that, uh, Peyton Manning for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, now Denver, now Denver levels up with Russ and we'll, we'll see how that works. I'm very curious on that. Cause I, you're right. But there, there are, there are NFC definitely has more. Yeah. Quite, because I mean, uh, obviously Atlanta's a, a disaster. Seattle's a disaster now. having gotten rid of Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, right. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with uh, Jalen Hurts. Right. Um, yeah, or, Jalen Hurts is a is a nightmare this year. Then you you probably start probably start asking questions. Um, I think the hype around Philadelphia is way too way too hot. Like that's another team where I'm yeah. like, I don't really understand why everyone's sucking their dick. Like, well, their defense should be pretty good. And... Yeah, I mean, I I guess, but I I they're gonna be they're to me kind of like the Vikings, right? Where I think like could they make wild card sharp? Do I think they're like locked to win the division? Not at all. Cowboys actually have a really easy yeah. schedule too. So a lot of people, I, a lot of people are down on the Cowboys because of their lack of playmakers, and you know Mike McCarthy obviously is going to be. Yeah, you talk about a microscope. Oh uh, man! Oh god! <laughs> I mean, Sean Payton's just like sitting in the back, like it's the like the Stone Cold meme with uh, the Rock coming up on the stage and Stone Cold right behind you. That's Sean Payton, you know, just waiting for Mike McCarthy to fuck up. So. We'll, we'll see what happens. As for your uh, question about Cobb, he had two touchdowns in the Arizona game as well as the Pittsburgh game. He had five catches for 69 in the Pittsburgh. He also was four yeah. for 94 in the game against the Rams, um, and he had a touchdown. There. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, he was good. He he also returned a punt in that game. That's how bad this that fucking special teams were last year. Oh, man. Bad, bad yeah. mems. Moving on to other teams that could potentially give us bad mems, the Milwaukee Brewers this week. Um, they are facing the Dodgers. They are just about to hit the first pitch here as we tape on Monday night. So we don't know the result of the matchup between Freddie Peralta and Julio Urias. But uh, this is a big week for the Brewers, and we've talked about it, you know, at good length. And, you know, they have four against the Dodgers and three against the Cubs. So, what is a measure of success to you when you're looking at the Brewers this week, Mitch? Well, since he lost two out of three in St. Louis, unfortunately, um, you were in all those games. I mean, it wasn't total disaster, but I, I mean, you kind of almost have to split with the Dodgers uh, who, who come in on a losing streak of one game. They're going to be, they're going to be angry. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> Uh, I mean, you're at home. A split would be nice. The Dodgers are fucking awesome. Um, and they have multiple lefties in their starting rotation. 
I don't know where we're seeing Urias tonight. Um, uh, Haney, Haney's pitching, uh, I think, on and, Thursday against Corbin Burns. And the Brewers can't hit lefties. I no. know Kershaw's on the, on the shelf right now, right? Uh, right. Kershaw's, but, Kershaw's back injury, and then they just announced today that Walker Buehler is going to have season-ending elbow surgery. So he's done for ooh. the year. So that's Yikes. a really interesting subplot for October. Um, well, as, then you got so you got that, and then you have the Tatis thing with San Diego. Uh, right. That'll be fun. Although I will say, good thing San, San Diego got Juan Soto now because yeah. Um, well, you you, know, you nice. You want you wonder if they knew, right? Like the suspension well, stuff. Maybe. The appeal the appeal takes a while, and maybe that's why they pushed their chips all in. Um, it's crazy that that's still happening. I feel like it's a little similar to Ryan Braun. It's interesting how his family keeps pushing different stories. You know, his mom blamed the, you know, the medicine and then now his dad's blaming his haircut. Um, <laughs> so it's it's kind of getting a little bizarre world with Tatis. Um, yeah. but I also think some of the criticism from his teammates is a little odd, especially because Mike Clevenger, like, dude, you you in the height of COVID, you broke protocol to go have sex. Like, I just I don't know. I can't like wrap my head around wasn't that. that uh, wasn't that Plesak? And Clevenger. Plesak and Clevenger. Yeah. And, and today there was a viral clip um, at the Miami series of Clevenger going to get a beer from a fan and traded a ball for a beer. And it's like, that's cool, right? But you just talked about a guy needing to grow up like two fucking days ago. And like, I have no problem with that. Like, whatever. Dudes drink the 21, fine. He's not pitching today, but like I don't know, like like is, is anyone like paying attention here and seeing kind of how that doesn't doesn't make sense, or am I just being yeah. a am I just being a boomer? Am I just showing my age here? Well, that's that's all that's all true. I mean, that's pretty rich from Clevenger, and I heard those comments from Clevenger, um, you know, and I kind of my first thought was, well, Clevenger is kind of an asshole, so yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not surprised that that he would sort of be that harsh i mean him and trevor bauer are our homies and those guys are both just kind of dickheads right um just sort of abrasive people i think that aren't you know kind of cold but anyway i mean i don't know this isn't uh nl west podcast so no i know yeah we'll go back to bruce uh, but like it's you know it the success really here you're right i think a split would be best case scenario um obviously <laughs> You get three, you get four, you're just on full tilt, like, here we go. And then you kind of build in a little bit of house money when you go to L.A. the following week. Like, you, okay, you've actually done this. But they, you know, as Adam McAlvey pointed out um, on Twitter today, like, they've only lost back-to-back games in July 25th and 26th to the Washington Nationals of all teams. Um, And that's been the only time they've lost two straight games in the last – basically a month and a half, two months. Like, it's crazy. So it's – they just have – I think you just have to – I'll be okay. If the Brewers lose three out of four, but they're in every game, I'll make peace with it, I guess. I I, What I won't stand for is if they play like dumbasses. If they look like assholes Mm -hmm. in this series – like, I'm not even talking about, like, losing nine to one or something. I'm talking about, like, they lose five to three, but the reason they lost five to three is because Adamas had an error and he added another runner on and Will Smith hit a two run homer. 
and that was the difference in this baseball game. Like I just yeah. don't I just don't want to look like assholes. That's my whole like just don't fuck it up. And if they if that happens, I can be okay with it. Um, but you also you're dealing with, you know, the the Padres and Phillies and Cardinals are all on fucking easy street this week. Marlins yep. are playing the Marlins. Now granted, the Padres are losing to the Marlins two two nothing. Phillies just added a run uh for scoreboard watching here. But it's like you're not necessarily you don't have the luxury that every team is playing, you know, hard competition. It's not like the Padres are playing the Braves and the Phillies are playing the Mets. Like, so there's op there, you could be building yourself a valley here that's gonna make it harder to come back, you know, later this year. Yeah, the Rock the Cardinals play the Rockies, the Diamondbacks, and the Cubs. That's their next three. Must be nice. Series. I think uh, they play they play five against the Cubs. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they have a week. makeup. Yeah, and, and look, like, the Cubs have been playing a little bit better and will have the Cubs this weekend. Like, I guess that would – I'd almost hate it more if the Brewers, like, won three out of four against the Dodgers and they go out and lose two out of three to the Cubs. Like, that would yeah. drive me crazy. That, and that, that's, that's what I was going to say. It's like, that is like, if you split with the Dodgers, that's fine. But, like, you kind of you kind of have to sweep the Cubs at this point. Yeah. Yeah, there's no – I mean, you can't, you can't fuck around with, with these shitty teams anymore. Yeah, and and that and hopefully a line has been drawn in the sand with that because it it's ridiculous. Like to watch how bad the Reds were last week after the fucking Brewers lose two out of three to them, and then they get swept by the Mets. The Mets beat them by multiple runs each game. I realize the Mets are a better baseball team than us, but still the Mets lay the fucking hammer down on this team. Exact same environment, whatever, and then the Cubs beat them. I think two out of three in that series. Like, it's like, come on, man. Like you can't be doing this. And yeah. you know, you're, you're going to have Peralta and Woodruff on the mound. I um, mean, on Saturday, Sunday games. So it's like, there's no, there's no reason you shouldn't win at least two. And to your point, if not three. So like it, yeah, it's definitely, definitely going to be a, a big weekend for the Brewers to kind of show up despite whatever happens with the Dodgers. Yeah, because then you go to L.A. after that to play the Dodgers right. again yeah. and for three, I think. And, mm-hmm. I mean, if you get one there, I mean, right. I'd be that, happy. That's one where you're just like you start hearing the start hearing the crowd. Like they have such a good crowd there. Like I would oh, say yeah. that like Dodger fans are probably like the best like L.A. fans, like even better than Laker fans. I just think there's less celebrities there. I think it's less about like who's who that's there. It's just they, these are people who care about baseball. It's like, it's like a, it's like Golden State in the NBA. I mean, it's basically, it's like where like every game is like a fucking playoff game. Yep. With the crowds. Yep. But you you will, it's a really hard place to play. Totally. And you will have Burns on one of those games in LA. So there, you do have that going for you. So I guess that, that is a good thing. And you have Eric Lauer, who absolutely owns the Dodgers. Like, Eric Lauer's numbers <laughs> against the Dodgers are crazy. Like he's he's really good. So, so but now there's been a lot of sample size. It doesn't look good if you look at the sample size. Um, like, if you look at, like, bat first pitch, it's not – it doesn't paint a pretty picture. But Lauer's had some really good starts against against the Dodgers in the past. Um, and I look forward to uh, hopefully bringing it home on Wednesday night, be in the building um, at AnFam on Wednesday. So I'm excited for that one. So we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully that goes well. Yeah, that's a good one. Good one to be at. I'm just 
trying to think you bring up Eric Lauer, and I'm like, well, who's their best right-handed hitter that's going to hit a home run? It's Mookie Betts, probably. I mean, um, yeah, if I had to bet, I would say – I'd either say Betts, um, Trey Turner. Um, he's a switch hitter, right? Or is he a le- just lefty? Uh, Trey's righty. Okay, yeah, yeah. Trey, Trey Turner. Turner right. Yeah, he hammers lefties. Um, Chris Taylor, that asshole. He loves to hit a hit a home run off a left hander. Um, also, yeah, and he's been Matt, good, pretty good this year when he's when he's been healthy. Yeah, I don't know. They're they're an annoying fucking team, man. Um, so we'll uh, we'll strap in for four days. It's gonna probably feel like a root canal, um, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully our friends the fish and the reds can help us out. That'd be nice. Um, very nice of them. We'll see. All right. Um, I. Only thing really I've left is I talked about the Giannis thing kind of broke right when I was ready to start podcasting last night. Um, and I got very mad about it. Like I was hot because I felt like, and I hate to repeat from yesterday, but I felt like Daniel Greenberg, the Chicago sports update guy, um, basically aggregated Giannis's comments. Uh, and and prick. oh God, enemy number one right now. Well, was he like, the guy? He's he was the guy who had the article during the playoffs about. Uh, like Milwaukee being a shithole or something like that. Uh, some troll maybe. thing. I'll I'm gonna look it up now because love to hear your take on this whole just people getting their their fucking asses in a, in a bunch today. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I didn't. It was sent to me via email. Uh, I woke up to it this morning. I watched a little 30 second clip about him talking about it, and it's like he said the exact same shit just plug in like New York or LA or Miami um, multiple times in his career. And 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 since he's been in America, I mean, it's, he's just like, he's too, I don't know if it's naive. I know it's, it's definitely genuine and it's, and it's probably naive. He doesn't, you know, he's just saying like, look, you know, you never know. Basically I could be 40 years old, you know, and coming off an injury and making a comeback and I want to play somewhere. And I would imagine that would be in Milwaukee, but you never know. Maybe, you know, John Horst is long gone and who knows, maybe it, it just, that's all he's saying. I, I don't think it's, but of course, you know, and, and by the way, he's under contract here for four more years. We don't have to deal with this shit. We shouldn't have to deal with this shit or maybe it's three plus a player option, but um, you know, thankfully he's under contract. So I think this, this will blow over in, in due time, but it's, I I don't know. I guess I didn't see much online reaction to it today. So I don't know what the people are necessarily thinking, but of course you're going to have your Kobe white burner accounts, you know, uh, (laughs) Bulls fans saying, Oh, he's coming, he's coming or something. And it's like, well, whatever. If he does in four years, then, great uh he got us a championship so be it but i mean uh i don't know it's just it's it's just first take fodder if they right. even covered it they probably they probably didn't because it's football season let me but. see i will i will pull up Stephen a was back today Stephen a wanted to talk about kd of course um it's the first time back since his harrowing shoulder injury that Stephen a Stephen a had back oh adam silver gave him a must watch um they were on a fucking boat today what the fuck is this um well he so, so he he was out on medical leave huh 
I yeah. thought that uh, yeah, I just was, figured he had like he had like a month off because no, it, you know it was kind of the dead time. No, hilarious video um of him welcoming himself back, like basically yeah, this hype video that. wearing fucking uh the rocks Under Armour clothing. No, it, I mean first take it looks like he talked about the Cowboys um having seventeen penalties. Um, he looked a lot. The Nets are arguably the favorites to win the East. Like, slow down there, bud. Uh, Joe Sy says your ass ain't going nowhere. You're staying right here. Um, so that, yeah, that's uh, that's all that is. Yeah, he was on a boat today wearing an orange suit with Michael Irvin and Molly Quirin. Looks like a good time. Yeah. You know, you know, couldn't spend my the Monday I did, I guess, being on a boat, you know, wearing an orange suit is probably the second best thing you could do. Yeah. Probably a hundred degrees in New York. Oh yeah, and... <laughs> I, I feel like the weather has calmed itself down across America. Across America here, and we're uh, we're heading getting closer and closer to uh, the fall season. I bought myself some Oktoberfest beer. I was like, you know what? Oh, I'm jealous. I'll I'll bring some. I'll bring. I was planning on bringing some beer up for with for our cabin. So. I will oh, yeah. include I will include some Oktoberfest in that cooler. Or, I was or, wondering that I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, that's probably available now. Yeah, it's August. Nope. I mean, you oh, it's it pretty oh early my and... god, it's everywhere. I I did like a rant a couple of weeks ago about how it's like it's late July. Like, settle the fuck down. But now you're like middle of August. Like now we can start bringing the Oktoberfest back in. Like that's okay. I'm okay with it. Yeah. But yeah, uh, you I, go, I, I will be getting some of that soon. Yeah. Go to any any store, they'll have some Oktoberfest out for you. Um and yeah, I try trying a new one out of uh new brewery out of Graft. So I have that um down in my basement. So I'll have to, I'll I'll make sure to include that in my cooler uh for our cabin. So that'll be good. Um and yeah, Mitch and I probably won't do a podcast until like Wednesday because we have ten hours in the car together. Um we'll probably be sick of talking to one another. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, that's very that's very possible. Oh yeah, it's gonna be good. Should be exciting. Um, but yeah, uh, that'll do it for today's show. Back tomorrow. Um, like I said, potential that we won't do have something Friday, but I'm gonna try my best. But you never know. Um, shit happens. Um, so hoping um that we'll get a Friday show out. If not, um, we'll be back Monday for sure. And yeah, we'll have you. Have you on Wednesday, Wednesday and Thursday? So the Brewers are already down one nothing. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it begins. So we will uh yeah. we'll talk to the you. The Dodgers usually usually score four or five in the first inning, so right. every game. So so so, so this is a the one this is I, I feel okay. This is positive. Yeah. This is positive. Okay. Sounds good. All right, guys. Take care of yourself. Have a uh, have a good Tuesday and we'll uh we'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Bye.